listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Today, we're going to be playing solo piano. Uh, this I'm titling Giant Steps, which is a tune we just heard, and we're going to call this From Ragtime to Coltrane, and all of it is done by the estimable Dick Wellstood, who was a great uh, stride pianist, but so much more in addition to that. I did a program a while back on Don Ewell, and I mentioned Don Ewell and Ralph Sutton as being kind of twin peaks of the uh, second generation of stride pianists who were born in the 1920s, and I omitted Dick Wellstood, which was a boo-boo. 
Uh, Dick Wellstead was born in Greenwich, Connecticut in 1927, and he came up listening to Fats Waller, to James P. Johnson, and he started playing in groups by the time he was in his teens. He was playing uh, with Bob Wilbur and the so-called Scarsdale uh, mob, I guess, with uh, Johnny Glazell and uh, different people, uh, and they made some recordings for Commodore and also for Columbia with Sidney Bechet, and Wellstood uh, ended up playing with Sidney Bechet quite a bit, even at the uh, Jazz Limited Club in Chicago when he was barely out of his teens. After that, he went on the road with uh, a variety of, of other bands, uh, both uh, Dixieland, New Orleans, Swing, all kinds of groups all through the 1950s and 60s. He uh, got his law degree at some point in the 70s. He actually worked as a lawyer briefly in the 1980s when uh, pickings were slim for gigs, but he went back to playing piano, and towards the end of his life, which is when these recordings come from, he uh, was really defined as a solo pianist. The recordings we're going to be listening to today come from a two-CD set called Dick Wellstood Live at the Sticky Wicket. The Sticky Wicket was a kind of a legendary jazz venue just outside of Boston in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, and these were done sort of towards the end of that club's life. Uh, they were done in November of 1986, and unfortunately they were done at the end of Dick Wellstood's life as well. He was just shy of 59 years old uh, when these were done in November of 86, and he uh, passed away of a heart attack in July of 1987. So he was not terribly old. He had a lot more music to do, I'm sure. But we're going to hear a whole sequence of solo piano tunes from, uh, as I said, Ragtime to Coltrane. And uh, the first one we began with, at any rate, was the... um classic tune, Russian Rag. I say classic, no one's ever heard of it, but uh, it was from that period, from the 1910s. It was composed by a Bostonian named George Cobb, and the only reason I know that is because Dick Wellstood said that at the end of the performance. I took out a lot of the commentary for time's sake, although uh, some of the comments are, 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 are worth the price of admission if you can find this double CD set, which was issued on the Arbor's label in 1997 as a 10th anniversary of uh, Wellstood's passing. Following Russian Rag, we went to John Coltrane's tune, Giant Steps, which, uh, and the announcements later on, Wellstood referred to as a ragtime tune composed by John Coltrane in the 1960s. It was actually composed in about 1959, I think. Um, and Wellstood does quite a few different things with that. Uh, people say that the chord changes have something to do occasionally with Have You Met Miss Jones, but Wellstood seems to be kind of uh, drifting in and out of the bridge to Duke Ellington's Sophisticated Lady, which had some other interesting changes in there as well. So some very uh, compelling playing there. So for our next set, we're going to uh, explore some different things. We're going to hear a stride piano showcase that was composed and performed by Duke Ellington back in the 1920s. This is called the Birmingham Breakdown. And Wellstood doesn't do this as a, as a racehorse, which many players do, and which Ellington did at different points in his career as well. Following that, we're going to hear uh, a, a very nice performance of a tune called Like Someone in Love by uh, Jimmy Van Heusen. And this is a, uh, a very reflective performance, I think you'll agree. Uh, Wellstood had a wide range of, of tunes in his repertoire. He was a good old saloon pianist uh, when all was said and done, and so he played requests uh, and uh, learned tunes as they came out. So he, uh, he, he was really quite a repository of the American pop songbook. So after those two, we're going to end up with the Juan Tizal duke Ellington collaboration on Caravan, which will introduce some very interesting bass effects and uh, some, some wide-ranging stylistic influences as well. 
So those are our three tunes for this set. The Birmingham Breakdown, Like Someone in Love, and Caravan, all featuring Dick Wellstood on piano.
Here we have Dick Wellstood playing solo at the Sticky Wicket Club in Hopkinton, Massachusetts in 1986. And we started out with the Duke Ellington composition from the 1920s, the Birmingham Breakdown, followed by the Jimmy Van Heusen tune, Like Someone in Love, and then following it up with Juan Tizal's Caravan, all really finely crafted arrangements uh, of these tunes. They were not just, you know, perfunctory performances of, of, of the tune itself. He had really evolved ways of interpreting these tunes, and they may, those interpretations may have changed from night to night a little bit, you never know, but uh, he obviously had some arrangements in mind, and a really fine solo pianist does that, as Dick Wellstead does here. So those were uh, three quite different tunes. We're going to uh, go back in time a little bit in terms of his stylistic influences. And as I mentioned, Wellstood played with a, uh, a panoply of, of jazz stars from Sidney Bechet and uh, uh, earlier style players like uh, uh, Jimmy Archie on trombone, Bob Wilbur, who was his contemporary but played in the earlier style. They had a regular uh, engagement at the Savoy uh, Cafe in Boston for years. Uh, and then he played with some of the mainstream and, and late swing era players, Roy Eldridge and uh, Coleman Hawkins and people like that, and recorded with them quite a bit. By the 1960s, late 60s and 70s, he was also playing with the Eddie Condon groups and uh, recorded with them. Uh, a very fine album called Jazz at the New School, right at the end of Condon's life, uh, that featured him along with Gene Krupa, Well Stood, Kenny Deverne, and Wild Bill Davison. And someday we may get to that and hear a little bit of that on one of these programs. Uh, as I said, by the 1980s, he was known primarily as a solo pianist, although he did did some other types of uh, work as well. He was on the jazz festival circuit. He uh, uh, played for a while in a group called Stride Monster with Dick Hyman on piano. So they did duo piano stuff, which was very interesting, I'm sure. And uh, he uh, was really well regarded, even though he wasn't that old in his mid-50s to late-50s, he was regarded as kind of a senior member of this jazz style. So, as I mentioned, the earlier music we're going to hear, uh, that were influences on him coming up when he was a, a, a young fellow in the 1930s, we're going to hear the original Dixieland jazz band tune, Fidgety Feet, which was originally called War Cloud and put out in 1917 during World War I, but uh, the war ended, so the tune's name changed to Fidgety Feet, and we're going to hear uh, a stride piano, a solo piano version of a tune that was really conceived of as a band tune. Interesting point. Then we're going to hear a medley. He did quite a few medleys on this date. Um, medley of James P. Johnson uh, tunes. James P. Johnson was called the father of stride piano and uh, well stood, uh, was well versed in his music. We're going to hear one of his prettiest tunes, the Snowy Morning Blues, to begin with. And then we're going to go into his great showpiece, the Carolina Shout, which will follow that. Then we're going to uh, jump up to the 1930s after that. We're going to hear a, uh, a tune... Uh, by Sammy Kahn and Saul Chaplin called Shoeshine Boy. This was kind of a lament, uh, a Depression-era lament of a poor shoeshine boy, and Louis Armstrong had a big recording of this when it came out in the early 30s. Uh, by the late 30s, uh, mid to late 30s, Count Basie had uh, taken this on as one of his favorite tunes, one of the first recordings by Basie under his own name. Actually, it wasn't his own name. It was the Jones Smith Incorporated, but it used members of the Count Basie band that had just come east from Kansas City, and they did this tune, Shoeshine Boy. 
the Basie Big Band evolved an arrangement of this that uh, came to be known as the Roseland Shuffle, which well stood quotes towards the end of the piece. Uh, and uh, it was subtitled The Count and Lester, and that's on one of our previous uh, radio shows and podcasts, and uh, was a sort of a trade-off between the tenor sax and the piano. But well stood here sort of does a compendium of the different influences on Shoeshine Boy. So those are our three tunes for this set. Fidgety Feet, then the medley, Snowy Morning Blues and Carolina Shout, and Shoeshine Boy, Dick Wellstood.
Stood. We had time, so I stuck in a little extra, Lucky Strike extra at the end of that set. We started out with Fidgety Feet, the original Dixieland jazz band tune, with all the various strains, and well stood, played it all as a solo. Then we went to a little more firm ground, I guess, for a stride pianist, a medley of James P. Johnson tunes, the Snowy Morning Blues, followed by Carolina Shout, which was a test piece for stride pianists all the way back to Duke Ellington's earliest days. Um, Johnson had recorded that on a piano roll, and Ellington remembered figuring out how to play it from watching the keys go up and down and copying that with his fingers, and stride pianists ever after did that. Then we finished up with... Um, the, or actually the next tune I should say we went to was Shoeshine Boy, that Kahn and Chaplin tune from the 1930s and uh, had a nice swing era type of treatment uh, echoing Count Basie and some other versions as well here by Wellstead. Then we had a little time, so I put in a shorty. This was actually the tune that ended the CD. I guess it was the last tune of the night and it was... Uh, uh, something from a light opera. Uh, Rudolf Frimmel wrote this with lyrics, which we don't hear, by P.G. Woodhouse and Clifford Gray, and the tune was called The March of the Musketeers. So an interesting little uh, sort of sidelight to uh, the jazz piano performance there, but uh, fit very nicely with Wellstood's style. So I hope you've enjoyed this performance uh, or this uh, program of Dick Wellstood piano solos, all taken from uh, a night uh, at the Sticky Wicket Club in Hopkinton, Massachusetts in November of 1986, right uh, at the, unfortunately, the end of Dick Wellstood's life. As I said, he only lived another eight months or so after that, so um, he had a lot more music left to go, but thankfully he was a very well-recorded musician. So we're going to do two more tunes to finish up, but before we do, I'm going to tell you you're listening to WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. If you'd like to hear a little more of what we're doing, take a listen to our podcast, also called the Jazz Focus. You can find that on Apple and Spotify. Our home is on anchor.fm. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, you can find out things there as well. But we're uh, playing a lot of different programs over there, and also these WETF shows tend to more or, or migrate their way over to the podcast channel after a while, so you can revisit your favorite jazz focus. 
So the two tunes we're going to hear to finish up this program is, first of all, another medley. And as he says at the end, I left a little announcement on, this is the only time in the history of Western music that these two tunes have been put together. We're going to hear um, the tune, What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life? by Michel Legrand, leading into Groovin' High, the Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker tune based on the chord changes to Whispering. Kind of an interesting little combination there. Who knows why he did that? Uh, he didn't really say any particular reason, just must have occurred to him, maybe even spontaneously. And then we're going to finish up with a swing era classic that was played by James B. Johnson and all the stride pianists. It was an Edgar Sampson tune called If Dreams Come True. So this is our Dick Wellstood program for today, finishing up with What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life and Groovin' High, followed by If Dreams Come True.
That was the only time anywhere in the history of Western music that those two songs were played like that. And me Thank you. 